All right, we're jumping in, guys. I'm thankful that you guys are tuning in. You've been prayed for. Today we're going to be talking about how faith brings joy. And I'm talking about faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're going to share a few things. I know that uh, here uh, in Bacosan we are very grateful and, and folks uh, throughout that we did not get hit by the storm, although we are still prayerfully lifting up those that have been hit by the storm. So we want to continue to, to lift them up and, and ask the Lord, how can we be a blessing to them going through this certain time? But as I was preparing this message, uh, the Lord was showing me that a lot of times that although there are physical storms out there with the, with the wind and the lightning and the rain, many of us deal with storms on our own home front. Maybe that storm is, is, is a broken relationship. Maybe that storm is, is financial. Maybe that is a, a poor health report or whatever the case is. But I'm going to tell you today, we're going to zero in on what God says about holding firm to the promises of God. And I'm going to tell you what I promise you. I promise you, if you come here with an open heart today, you are going to be blessed by the message because we are going to stand on God's word. So if you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be primarily in Romans chapter 5, but I got most of the scriptures up here. And this is really where I want to get to, but there's so much more, okay? So I want to read this here. It says, because our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. I know we prayed. I just feel like I need to pray again because I'm going to tell you what, Lord, I want you to get me out of the way and them to hear your message. So, Father, I pray today that uh, I hear you clearly. And, Father, Holy Spirit, lead us during this time as we get together to change lives, transform hearts, and, and for you to be exalted, Lord. And I praise you uh, in Jesus' name. So we're going to take a look at that. I'm going to kind of unpack the story. A lot of times I call it a preaching and a teaching. So if you've got your Bibles, you'll open them up to chapter, Romans chapter 5. If not, we're going to kick on through here and just follow along with me. Then we'll break it out, all right? So starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Somebody say amen right there. Because of our faith, Jesus has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing his glory. Anybody looking forward to sharing in his glory? Amen. All right, let's keep on rolling. We can rejoice too. Woo, it's going to get quiet here. When we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. I want you to hear that today. I want you to hear that today with an open heart. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. I'm going to keep on rolling. Amen. All right. Verse 6. When we were utterly helpless. Has anybody ever felt helpless before? I'm going to tell you what. They're speaking to us today. Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's exceptionally good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, we will certainly say he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of the Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. You know what? Let me tell you right there. If we just wrapped it up right there, if you grabbed up that, Amen. we'd be the first in the buffet line and we'd be blessed, right? But there's more, right? Sounds like the guy on the infomercial. There's more. I want to go through here and talk about our faith in Christ. So look at this here. I talk, probably when I talk to people, I talk about this one subject more than anything else. Our security in Christ. About losing our salvation and things like that. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you don't work your way to heaven. You didn't do nothing for God to love you any more than anybody else. It's by grace you say through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift to God. And I want you to hear that today, that you know what, God's great grace is greater than our mistakes. And I want to kind of walk through that today because I know sometimes we can just allow ourselves and the enemy to beat us up. And as Christians, we need to be walking victoriously. And we need to be saying, hey, look, let me tell you what, I know that on my own, I can't do much. But with Christ, I can do all things. Amen? Amen. And so today we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to exalt him and we're going to walk through God's word and talk about what we have in Christ. Anybody ever look at your bank statements and see what's going on in there? Make sure what's going on. Yeah, you better because I found a few mistakes, right? 
I got, a, I got $2. What do they say? No. But sometimes we got to look over those things, right? Well, I can tell you somebody never made a mistake is Jesus. Amen? Amen. And if you want to look at what's in your account, you need to open up God's word and grab hold of that to invest that. But look at this. First thing we see as we roll through there, we are made right in God's sight by faith. I said, because we've trusted in what Jesus has done, we're made right by faith. I said, have you ever noticed when you see somebody that, that uh, when they feel guilty or, 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 or feel like they've, they've done wrong or whatever, they don't usually come around. They come, you know what I mean? They, they kind of, you know, when, they, when they've wronged you, something to kind of get over here, back up and all that. Same way with church. See, we get out there doing our own thing, and then we go, I can't go to church, I've messed up. Or I, I can't do this because I've messed up. And guess what happens? The volume of that mistake, the devil just turns it right on up. See, you're supposed to be a Christian. I'm talking to Christians right now. No, you're supposed to be a Christian. Look what you just did. Look what you just said. Look at this. This is going to help somebody today, I promise you. But look at this. God says, you're made right in God's sight. Okay? I am not telling you to live any way you want to live. I'm telling you to live for Christ and live victoriously. And when we do miss the mark, say, Lord, I need some help in this area. Forgive me. Set me back on the path and let's keep on rolling, okay? And let me tell you what happens is this. So many times, if the devil could get, make, you, make you just shriek back, you start, you start running. Some people run to the darkness. You ever see somebody have a problem? Guess what? They start drinking, drugging, running, doing this and that and everything else. And trying to fix it, trying to patch it, try to hide from the pain. But the truth is, if we run to Christ, he'll take care of it. That doesn't mean it's going to be instant. That doesn't mean you're not going to feel some, some tough times, some tugs on your heart and everything else. But I can promise you, I have sat with many people, many people. I have walked through this in my life, and I'm going to tell you this, that God will get you through. Somebody get excited about what God's doing. He will get us through, man. And you know what? It might not look like the way we think it should. Uh, we might, in our minds, or, or take the time that it takes, you know, we want it done. Let me tell you, one of, the, one of the toughest things I dealt with in my life early on has been more than that. But many of you, this is a second marriage for me. I, how I found somebody else take me again is amazing. There's one right there. But I'm going to tell you what, when I went through my divorce, let me tell you, I remember saying this. I was not walking with the Lord, but I remember saying this. This is how crazy you get when your heart hurts. I said, Lord, I will trade off a year of my life for you to take this pain away. Now, guess what? I say that now. I go, that was stupid. But I didn't know any better. I just knew it hurts. It hurts. But I'm going to tell you what God did. He said, you know what? I'll just start filling you up. I'll just start filling you up. And let me tell you, things start changing in my life. Things start changing in my life. It wasn't all of a sudden. But I started seeing, I, I kept having a draw to God's word. I wanted to be around people that believe it. I would start asking questions. I started seeing what's going on. God was putting people in my life to get my eyes off the darkness and onto the light. And I started seeing that this right here, on Halloween night, somebody came outside of a church with a Bible track and said, if you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? I go, I know for sure I don't know. I wanted to say, yeah. But what I found out was, see, I thought I was going to work my way to heaven. I was going to do nice things and all that. But man, when we got to looking in God's word and found out that our works are like filthy rags, rags it's all about Jesus. See, I'm going to tell you what, I get excited about sharing the good news because I know what it did for me. People like going shopping, going to get sales. I say it all the time. You get a good deal, you want to tell everybody, <laughs> there ain't no better deal than Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you what, and he's called us to share that. So if you feel like you're, you're, you're out of, of sorts or whatever, and, and I'm talking to believers right now first, if you feel like you've missed the mark and everything, and we all do, just jump back in. Say, Lord, I need some help in this area. I didn't do good yesterday, whatever the case is. I need your help. And you know what? He says, you're made right in my sight. Will you trust him? Can you follow a God like that? He's the one true God. Look at this. Look what he's done for us. He says, look at this. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. You're going to get the theme here real fast if you ain't really caught on. It's all about Jesus. It's what Jesus Christ has done for us. See, when people ask me, they say, well, buddy, you going to heaven? I go, absolutely. Oh, because you're a preacher? Nope. Because you're a nice guy? Nope. I had a friend of mine, and I'll talk about him in a little bit. He used to say this. He was saved, and he was running with the Lord and everything else. Man, he was, he was getting with it. I said, man, God's doing the work in there. He said, that's the only good thing going on in my life. He said, because I'm going to tell you, me on my own, I can't do it. And what he was doing, he, he wasn't putting himself down. He was just, he knew everything good in his life was coming from God. And I'm going to tell you what. That's what I'm telling you today. But look at this. We have peace because of what he's done. It's, it's, it's the right. He produces the right peace in our life, man. 
And what happens is, like I said earlier, we run to so many different things in the world to patch it. Jesus doesn't do a patch job. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Man, I'm going to tell you what. When I got a hold of that, I'm going, you mean I've been set free? I mean, all that stuff? I got a little bit of stuff. How about y'all? Guess what? God's so good, he took care of the stuff that's in front of you. I want you to hear that today. It's all taken care of. It's all paid for. It's level at the cross, man. It's because of the blood of Christ and what he's done. So our faith in Christ ought to bring joy. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm not minimizing anybody's problems, anybody's doctor reports, anybody's situation or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to point you to the remedy. Amen? I'm going to point you to the remedy in Christ. Let's look at this here, going back to verse 2, all right? It says, because of our faith, Jesus has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege. Anybody ever been in an undeserved privilege? That's us. That's grace, man. Check it out. Where we now stand, we don't, we don't lay down and roll on the floor. We can stand now and confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. Man, let me tell you, that right there will preach. Let's go back to just some of the underlying things. Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege. Think about that. Man, you, you and I deserved hell. But because of Christ's perfect sacrifice and us putting our faith in him, we qualify in Christ. You're going to hear this all day long. That's, that's the deal today, friends. That's the deal today. So look at it. He's brought us in a place of undeserved privilege. You ever been to a nice place and they say, well, oh, 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 hey, why don't y'all sit right up in front? Oh, hey, why don't you come right here? They just treat you real good and everything. That ain't nothing. Jesus says, you know what? I washed away your sin. I set you in the family. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I'm going to tell you what, I love you with an unconditional love. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can't help it. Because let me tell you what, man, when we start grabbing hold of this, then the storm hits. You got something to hold on to. Because when the storm hits and you don't have this, you're grabbing. And you can still take hold. It ain't changed nothing what Jesus did. But I'm telling you, grab hold today. Because I'd like to tell you everything's going to be all right, perfect in your life and everything else. As we know in our community, we know in our lives, we know in our friends and our church family, things can change in an instant. But I've got some good news. Usually when we think about things can change in an instant, we start to worry. I'm going to tell you things can change in an instant for the good. Right? Because when you call on the name of Jesus, he said, you're saved. You didn't have to go through this big, long process and, you know, to check and see how tall you are and what you had to eat last night and have you fasted for 12 hours. Do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? He says, come on, come on, come on. Man, I tell you what, how many people in the last six months have had the privilege of sharing their faith? Right? Yeah, folks here and there. How many people know that that's a blessing, man, to have that opportunity? I want us to continue to look for those opportunities. I'm telling you, if we pray about it, God will put people in your path that need Jesus. Amen? And guess what? God will put people in your path to encourage you in Jesus. Amen? I want to be encouraged, and I want to inspire others about my Jesus. How about you guys? I'm going to tell you, I am not too busy to tell somebody about Jesus. I tease all the time. We go out to eat. Man, me and Brian get something to eat. He said, yeah, they know everywhere we go, they know you. I eat out a lot. I eat out a lot. But see, when I go out, man, I'm talking to people. Man, you know, I'm seeing what's going on, seeing what's happening, because I want to invest in the things of the Lord. And you know what? Jesus, I, did Jesus ever have a building? I ain't, I'm not against building. He was investing in people. People, 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 people. Man, that's the deal. That's the deal. Invest in some people. And then whatever happens after that, let it ride. But take a look here, man. I want us to take a look at this. I told you I was going to talk about a friend of mine. I thought about last night. I hadn't talked to the guy in some time. But what a blessing. Remember the fella that I said, ain't nothing good going on in my life but Jesus. I met him playing music. I mean, this guy can drum, man. It's like he's got eight arms. He's playing. He's doing. He's back over here. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. And I said, so what do you do? He goes, uh, right now? I said, yeah, what, what do you do? He says, uh, I work at a city landfill. I said, oh, that's cool. Yeah. He said, you know what I used to do? I said, what? He said, I used to be a pastor. <laughs> I said, that's a change. He said, really? I said, yeah. He said, man, he said, I went to Bible college, everything else. God set me up with a church, had a small church. And uh, for whatever reason, they decided it was time for me to go. So I had to have another job. I said, wow. I said, you taking this pretty good. He said, man, God's working this whole thing out. Kept the word open, everything else. 
He'd play him music, talk to him. We'd do different concerts together and all that. Guy always had a smile on his face. One day he called me and says, hey, man, guess what? I said, what? And he had, this is a process of a couple of years, right? Sometimes we got to go through the wilderness, amen? Right? God's working it all together, right? God's preparing this guy. They call him from a Bible college in New York to be the professor. Boom! I love it. He said, man, you know, I was checking on that. And he said, I told my wife, she said, this is it. He said, well, baby, you got to check on getting a job and everything else like that. She's a nurse. She got hired before they got this stuff moved down there. And it's still, as far as I know, teaching, preaching, serving, and doing that. Man, I got a funny feeling. When he got out of seminary, he wasn't thinking, well, I'll do a tour of duty here. I'll work at the landfill, and then the Lord's going to open up the door to be a professor. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, like my stock market investments. Well, mine stay there. But anyway, then it went back up, right? <laughs> that's what's going on there. But I'm going to tell you what. Investing in the things of God will never, ever, ever cause you to come up short. Amen. He pays eternal dividends. And see, this boy, maybe, maybe it was just for me that he was here for a while. I'd have questions, man. I'm studying the Bible. I called. I mean, he was really, he was a great Bible teacher. He always took time and stuff. And I'm thinking, why is he at the landfill? I mean, it ain't a bad job. If you, got, you've got, you make an honest living, I'm all for that. But I'm thinking, there's so much more. Well, maybe, you know what? With God, he's so good. Maybe somebody just needed to get saved at the landfill. I don't know. Maybe the relationship that I had that he could speak into my life and encourage me in the Lord. And then I could be talking about his life today, how God worked that. You know what? I get you right now. I bet you right now, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege. Not only did he go from a pastor to working at the, the, the landfill, he didn't just go get a teaching job. He didn't just go, you know, hey, I just need you to do the books. He's the professor, man. I don't know what that means, but it sounds important. But anyway, I mean, he's the guy. He's the guy. You know, I can't even spell professor. But anyway, I'm teasing. I didn't mean to knock my kick at education. But anyway, you got to laugh sometimes. But I'm going to tell you what. The Lord will even use a kick at education. Come on now. I'm going to tell you what. A lot of times people that have spoken to my life were folks that you would never think that would, would, would be able to give you a piece of, of God's puzzle, so to speak, or encouragement in God's word to transform your life, to turn you back onto the street. One of the things I say at work is this. You know, people at work, do, do, do they have changes a lot at your work? They want to change stuff all the time. All the time they want to change something. This is my motto. Tell me where the lines are and I can color in them all day. Just tell me where the lines are. I can do what you want. Yes is the answer. They think, man, you're getting soft. I said, no, I'm getting smart. I've been pushing against the system. I'm going to represent the Lord within between those lines all day long. You know? And so that's what I'm going to try to do. And that's, that's my goal. Lord, tell me, show me how to, to do this. And I want to do it joyfully. Now, how many people got jobs when they come in? People got shovel lips. Just like this. Now, if you're, home, if, if you, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I don't know if you should answer that right. <laughs> but guess what? We all can get down sometimes. We can get sad sometimes. But I'm going to tell you what. If that's the case, can't we bring some joy into the situation by sharing what God's glory is all about? That God is still in the healing business. That God is still in the saving business. That God would use you right where you are. I think it's amazing. When I, I love it when somebody tells their testimony. And we do it periodically. We have people come up and just, you know, tell your story. It's amazing. There's people that walk with the Lord for a long time. There's people that just got freshly saved. All The, the, the sky's the limit with Christ. If you are available. Now let me ask you something. Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't shout it out. Don't, don't get upset. Just think about this. On a percentage base, I'm a pie chart guy. Are you giving God 70%? You give him 80%? 80%? You give him 100%? See, what we think is, I'll give you 70% today, but tomorrow I'll give you 130. Guess what? You can't do that. You see what I'm saying with this? Are we giving him 100%? I am not sitting up here telling you, I give 100%. You know, if, if this is it. I'm telling you, that's my goal. That's my goal. And as I'm preaching this to me first, I'm saying, let's make an adjustment, buddy. Where do I need to make an adjustment? What is robbing my time, right, and taking away from my God time? What is it that God wants to do in my life today, this day? See, there's people that want, man, I tell you what, what man, when I get ready, I'm going to jump in. Woo, I'm going to get ready. I'm almost, oh, I'm almost there. I'm, all, I'm almost there. I'm going to get ready, right? 
opportunity passed by, passed by, passed by. And there's people say, I can't afford to wait. I'm going to jump in. Lord, I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to step out today. Be prayerful about it. Be prayerful about it. But I'm going to tell you what, when God says go, that is the best time. Over and over and over. I've seen it. I shared this one time before. There was a guy at work, and he was going through some stuff, and, and uh, I didn't know where he was at with the Lord or anything like that, and I was copying some procedures. And the Lord said, just as clear to my heart, go tell him that I love him. Now, 10 years ago, I'd have been, what? what? Now, I don't care. I don't care because I know God's working. I was like, man, God just spoke to me. But I went by his office, didn't see him. I said, well, I'll get him in a little bit. And I went back here and I started on something else. And I started on something else, started on something else. Then one of my other buddies come to me and said, you got a minute? I said, yeah. He said, you know such and such? I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm supposed to talk to him. He said, well, I just talked to him. He came in my office. He's got some stuff going on. And I go, oh, I missed it. See, God told me to go then. He didn't say it. After I got my hair straight, brushed my teeth, took the dog out, everything else, did the procedure. Now. So I went and found him. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, oh, I'm okay. I said, look, I just want to apologize, but uh, I, I got to tell you something. He said, apologize? I said, today I was copying procedures every day, and the Lord clearly spoke to me to tell you, to remind you that he loves you. And he said, you know what he said? He, he didn't know what to think. He just went, it's funny kind of now. He goes, I read my Bible. <laughs> that was his answer. Because here's some long hair guy coming in. Hey, man, look, I'm sorry. I just want to tell you. Uh, uh, look, man, Jesus loves you. And you go, oh, okay. Back away, right? That's what you're thinking. But he kind of knows me, right? He kind of knows I'm a, a Jesus guy. So I got to tell him, tell him that. And I said, man, I'm apologizing because you know what? I missed the moment the Lord wanted me to tell you. But I'm going to tell you the answer is still the same. God loves you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't need to know what you're going through unless you want to share it. But I want to tell you what. I want you to know that God loves you. Time goes by. Time goes by. And how about even preachers can get discouraged? Anybody believe that? Yeah. I'm at work. We're doing this, everything else. And I'm out back looking at all this stuff. I got stuff running, equipment going there. And I'm going, I thought I was going to be done with this. I was whining a little bit. Yeah, I thought I was just going to be preaching full time and all that stuff. <laughs> guess what I am? <laughs> and I'm doing that, right? But God's working that. And guess who I run into? That guy. The guy that I encouraged months ahead of time. And uh, he came out and he goes, hey, what's going on? I said, I don't know, man. I said, I'm just trying to do what I can. He could tell I was a little down. I said, man, I had this truck. I had to do this. I had to run over here. I said, man, I just, I just, I'm just trying to encourage people. And he said, buddy. I really think that's why you're here now. God loves you, man. Come on. See, I was, I was just thinking about pouring out of him. But see, at the right time, it came back. God's, God's love like a boomerang. Shoom, you throw it out. It's like, hey, man, got it back here, right? It's amazing, man. You're like, come on. And I'm so thankful. So, so those are the things. These are the guys we think, oh, it's just person in ministry, person in church. This is people that you deal with every day. That God wants to use you to encourage and influence. But let me tell you what. God will use them just the same way. We're always going to line it up, but I'm going to keep on going. So look, our faith in Christ can transform and change not only our lives, but the lives of those people that we have the privilege of encountering. I want to inspire people in the Lord. I say this all the time. You know, when, when I, I end up doing funerals, I say this to anybody. I usually always say this. It just pops out my mouth. You really preach a funeral before you get there. You don't start your legacy on, on the last 12 hours of your life. You start it today, you know? Man, let me tell you something. Denise had to do an upgrade on her phone. I ain't touching that because I know if one thing goes wrong, I'm out. So I, could, I get Thomas to do it. Many of y'all know that I call it the Joseph effect. He can't do nothing wrong. He can't do nothing wrong. <laughs> he can't do nothing wrong, right? So I said, uh, hey, maybe, maybe you can look at your mama's phone. So him and, him and Alexa's working on the phone and everything else. And last night, she said, I don't have all my contacts. I said, I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it, right? So this morning, everything was lovey-dovey. I'm sure it was. But that wasn't my point. When we, went through, when we went through all the stuff that we were backing up on the computer, Jesse found a tape of my dad. Now, y'all know I love my dad, man. I tell you what, that guy was funny. 
and my dad, we had, <laughs> we had a picture of him. He was on a movie. He was sitting there. He was like this. And Jesse was about five years old, seven years old, like that. And Jesse had got the first iPad that came out. He saved his own money. He was going to get, what? Okay, man, don't, don't run enough. When you, get, when you get older, you can skew the, 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 the stuff a little bit. I can't, do, I can't do nothing right, right? So anyway, I appreciate that. Pray for you, Pastor. Pray for my son when we leave. No. <laughs> it's all good. So, so here's Paul with this thing. And Jesse said, Paul, look, you can play the keyboard on this. My dad said, well, let me see that. My dad cannot even turn a radio on good. He's like this. Tobacco. He's being maestro. He said, now I'd like to perform the flight of the hummingbird. What is the flight of the hummingbird? <laughs> I wouldn't take a million dollars for that. My dad's going. <laughs> He's doing all this. And you can hear my mom going. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. And me and Jesse and the guy, we're rolling on the floor. The camera's going like this and like this, you know. But, man, that blessed my life, right? It's just sometimes just laughing is just good for you, right? So I'm going to tell you what. Take time to make those memories, man. I'm so glad that I have those memories. One of the things I do when, when my dad was sick, it was this. Now, Tim saved the day. Tim is a retired Air Force guy. My dad was a retired Air Force guy. I said, get him to talk, Tim. Then I said, get him to stop talking, Tim. You see where I get it from? So what we would do, we would, put, we would put a tape recorder there, and my dad would tell all the stories. Oh, son, I don't know. Kind of tired today. Tim say, uh, Mr. Chapman, what about when y'all was uh, over in Korea and stuff? Well, well, I'll tell you what, son, they was coming in this way. They were doing this here, and we were working on this. Man, next thing you know, he was right there. And he started talking about this and that and everything else. And so you know what? I can still go back and listen to those things. I'm thankful. See, everybody doesn't get that, Right? Let me tell you something even bigger. God left his notebook here for us. And we can go back and dig in that and be encouraged. We can even laugh a little bit, amen? We can learn a little bit. We can turn around and grow a little bit. See where my tie-in is on that? My, my earthly father left me some really cool things that I can go back and pick up on. But there's nothing greater than what my heavenly father has left us all to pull on. Somebody say amen if they believe in that. Let's keep on rolling. So we have faith in Christ. Guess what? We can rejoice in Christ. How many people rejoice when things are good? Amen. How many people rejoice when things are tough? Amen. <laughs> really, hey, Uncle Carl say amen. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, hey, we just, we just got to keep on going, don't we, brother? Hey, sometimes we say, oh, me. But you know what? I tell you, we do. Let's keep on looking here. So verse 3 says this, we can rejoice too when we run into problems. I can't see it on this. Let's look up here. When we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Man, it's kind of hard sometimes to rejoice when things are tough. Now, I'm going to tell you what. It can be done because he tells us it can be done. But I can tell you this. It's hard to do when you had not been filling up on the Word. But as you go, and like today, say today's a good day. Keep filling up on the Word. Keep filling up on the Word. Because when that time changes, you're going to be glad that you filled up on the Word. I went through this a long time ago with some health issues. I'm going to tell you what. God had been preparing my heart, studying the Word of God, standing on the promises of God, everything else. And when it hit, man, I needed every ounce of faith I could muster up just to get out of bed. Let me tell you. We don't know what's coming, but we know who is coming, and he's coming back for the church. And let me tell you right now, man, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And if we're going to do that, we need to be about his business, amen? And we need to be looking at things. So guess what? It's going to take our endurance to, to, to come around. How many people like running? Good, I was going to pray for you if you did. I, was gonna say, I think we can get you delivered from that, you know? <laughs> well, some people like running. You got to build that endurance up. Get that endurance. Now, I'm going to tell you what. If, if the buffet's open now, I might, I might go ahead. I got first, 50, first 50 feet, I'm strong. But, you know, or, or working out and stuff, you know, different things. Like, it builds that endurance, that spiritual muscle, man, that muscle. But just like our faith has to build that spiritual mus muscle. Bible study, doing the daily devotions. Man, reading your Bible, looking into things like that. Because you want to build the character. And then, guess what? We got confident hope in the salvation. See, I'm going to tell you what the first thing that I had to solve in my little pea brain, 
and in my heart was this, that Buddy Chapman was saved. Because let me tell you, that Satan lost a great one that day, buddy. When I jumped over with Jesus, they said, oh, my goodness, we were going to use him to wreck some lives. You know? And so look at this. When I started looking into the Word of God, I wanted to be sure. And as I spent time, that was the first scriptures that I would meditate on and, 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 and read over and everything else. Because I knew this, but for me to share this with everybody with confident hope, I had to know it was mine. Let me tell you what, I had to make it mine. And just like I heard one time in an interview with Billy Graham, he said one day he just went out. He used to go out on the Carolina area there, and he'd go out and he would have his Bible, and he would preach the stumps out there on the bayou, man, out there preaching everything else. And he said, he started questioning things, everything else. He said, finally one night he says, you know what? Lord, this is your word. This is true, and I believe it. That's it. You have to settle that in your heart, that that's God's inspired word and that we're going to trust it. So I'm going to tell you what, you build those foundations in your life, that will put you in a, in a proximity for blessing and blessing others, but you have a foundation that is, is, is shored up in the Word of God. And so that doesn't mean we won't go through some tough times, man, but I tell you what, if the foundation is not right, what happens when the water comes in? What happens when the wave comes in? We can all relate to that. We've seen it on TV now. Isn't it amazing how, how storms can do so much devastation? I know we've been talking a lot about the, the storms with weather, but again, I want to go back. There's many of us here today, many people are listening, maybe they're listening next week, next month, that are going through a storm of life. And I want to help you get the foundation of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we can rejoice. Nobody wants to be excited about things going on, but we need to run our life through the filter of, of the Bible. Amen? So let's take a look at this. This is a good tip right here. Y'all ready? Surround yourself with others that trust in the Lord. Right? Can you find some negative Neds and negative Nancys in your life sometime? I'm not saying you just hang out with church folks. I'm not saying that. But I'm going to tell you what, when you're going through some tough times, I don't need anybody else to tell me how bad I am. I don't need anybody. So oh, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I did. Thanks. You want to get 10 more people to help me? I need somebody to say, hey, you know what? That wasn't good, but let's keep on moving. And that's exactly what God's Word does. Hey, it equips, it corrects, but it also builds up. Amen. And so today, if, you, if you, you think you've fallen too far, let me tell you, our God's got some long, strong arms. And don't forget, God loves you, amen? Let's keep on rolling. So surround yourself with folks that believe in the Word of God. Focus on Christ, not the crisis. It's hard. It's hard. I'm not minimizing things like that. But I'm going to tell you what, we need to look up when things are coming down and realize that the Lord is faithful even when we're not. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Verse 6 here. When we were utterly helpless, we talked about that earlier, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. I'm going to tell you what. I have been that utterly helpless person before. How about you? i tell you what. I've been so utterly helpless, I didn't even know I was that utterly helpless. Does that make sense? Lost, man. Lost. I never, I never forget, I was dating this girl one time, and we were talking about the Lord. I knew about the Lord, I had a reverence for the Lord, but I did not know the Lord. And I remember where I was at, driving what car I was at, I remember the look on her face, and I'm, I, the look on my face was probably like, and she said, well, I know I'm going to heaven. I said, really? You hanging out with me? Really? She said, no. And she told me about an altar call that she went to. So they were preaching the message, and they talked about the grace of God. And she, probably not even, she shared the gospel with me, and I'm going, what? It's that simple? It's that, it's that good? Right? Not that, that she was dealing with everything right, and she was dealing with me and everything else, but, but she knew that there was a point in her life that she says, you know what, I know who Jesus is, and I know he's my Lord and Savior. There might be days I waver, but he doesn't. And that was a long time ago, real long time ago, 40 years ago. Who knows? How long have we been married? 25? It's probably been 40 years ago. Then. Anyway, it was a long time ago, and what I want to tell you is this. It still sticks in my mind that the confidence of what she said, and it resonated with me so much I had to do some investigating. Amen? Your life should cause other people to be inspired to investigate the Word of God. How about that? 
You think about that. They go, well, why does he believe that? Why, why, do they, why can they go through something and, and, and they act totally different than somebody in the world? Now, I'm going to tell you as believers, sometimes we can go through stuff and it rocks our boat. It does. But as we've been pouring in, we can still rejoice because we know God's working it all together for the good. Somebody say amen. Look at this here. Take a look at this, verse 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we we're still sinners. I love that verse. I've loved that verse. There's a buddy of mine that I got a good Christian brother that works with me. And, and we, we, uh, we were really living it up at NASA. We got it made out there. We got desks that are so big that they're like, like, like this. And my buddy's right there. Excuse me. <laughs> That's a little joke. I mean, we're sitting like this, man. And I used to always say, tell me a good word. He said, well, we're yet sinners. Christ died for us. Over and over. I holler out across the shop, tell me a good word. And he said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Everybody's working on stuff. You know, they're working on something. What? I said, you hear that? That's good news. That's good news, man. See, it's good to have some friends that are believers. They can encourage you in the workplace. You can make a call. You can go out and grab some barbecue with them, right? You can hang out and do a few things. You can talk about the things of the Lord. You can say, I'm struggling with this. Will you pray for me about this? Can you help me with this? Hey, man, investing in others. And you know what? When we come back and we see all these things point to the grace and the goodness of God. So we can rejoice. Yes, it's tough when we go through these things, but we have to look to the present where God is moving, amen? So I tell you this, we know in our lives there's been ups and downs. When I look around the room here, I know some of the background of some of the folks, and it's amazing. I know some folks that I haven't heard their story and stuff like that, and I, it would just blow your, 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 your hair back. But what I find common in this when they overcome, it always ties back into the, what God did for them. I always come back to what God did for them. So let me tell you what, man. We're going to rejoice even in the midst of the storm. And I know when I preach a message like this, guess what? Preaching to me first, man. So you know what? I'm putting my guard up. I'm filling up on the word. I'm going to continue to renew my mind because guess what? Tomorrow's not promised, man. Tomorrow's not promised. But I tell you what, I know the promise keeper, and his name is Jesus. And I want everybody that's listening and everybody that's here today, when you walk out here today, you are sure. You are not 99% sure. You are 100% sure that you are secure in Christ because we're going to show you how. And this right here is setting the stage. Everybody doing good? All right, let's keep on doing so we rejoice. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You know why we rejoice? Because Christ's love for us. That's how we come. We continue to, to just be excited about things. Look at this. Because of his love, there is no condemnation. Look at this. What is that? We hear that word a lot. There's no blame. There's no disapproval. There's no criticism. There's no attack. Woo! You won't get that in the world, will you? You don't get that in the world. The world says you woulda, shoulda, coulda. You're not tall enough. You're too short. You weigh too much. You're too skinny. You're not doing this. You should. God says, while we were yet sinners. I love you. Man. See, that's why I get excited about Jesus. That's why I get excited on Saturday night, man, when I'm tapping out the last little bit of the message and doing things like that. Or when I first get up in the morning, I go, woo, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear about Jesus. Got to tell you another story. We went to a place the other day, and I love my wife. But I tell you what, my wife's all because she's living in Pecos. I said, pull up on your phone. She goes, who is that? I said, that's Ric Flair, baby. So those, I'm glad y'all laughed because if you didn't, you said it wouldn't have worked. But anyway, so, so, so what does that have to do with this? There was no blame. There was no criticism. There was no nothing. And we're just like, hey, man, there's Rick. What's up? So, already. <laughs> Watch how many hits we get on this. They're going, that guy's crazy, man. Yeah, but we have a good time. But I'm going to tell you what, I love people. I talk to folks all the time about all types of different stuff. I've told you before, I love my little breakfast ministry. I go down to my buddy's place, he's got fertitis. Most of the time, I eat with somebody I don't even know. I get up at the bar, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Sitting there, hey, can you pass me that ketchup? Can you do this? Next thing you know, i got a new friend. Got another friend. Got another friend. Got another friend. Got another friend. Because you know what? I want to invest in people. I don't want to be disapproving. I don't want to be blaming or anything else. And I'm sure sometimes people go, oh, God, here comes that guy. He's going to talk to me. I just want to eat my eggs. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
They're probably praying anyway, so it works all the way around. They're praying, Lord, don't let him sit over here with me today. And they're based on their order, say, yeah, we'll be right. We're going to get ours to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you know what? You got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. Yes, indeed. Well, let's keep on going. A little help, Timmy. I must have hit the wrong. I got all excited to turn the thing on. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what it says anyway while he's pulling up. Verse 10. It says, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still, still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. We got it? There we go. Through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Man. We are in right position. We are in right relationship because of Christ. So if you're here today and you say, man, buddy, you don't know my past. Guess what? Don't need to. God did. God does. And God took care of it. Amen. I pray that you receive that today. Man, if you came in here carrying a load of bricks of doubt and guilt and shame today, you can just shuck them and don't pick them up when you leave. He says, therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Say that right, brother? That's, I love that verse because I'm going to tell you what. I've been condemned in my life. Have y'all? I have been blamed in my life. I have been disapproved. I've been criticized. I've been attacked. But God said, no more of that. Right? That's good. Does that make anybody uh, feel a little bit better about themselves today? I pray that they do. But today, look at this. Just like my friend told me and I told him, Christ's love for you is unconditional. No conditions. That means he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. I've said this many times in the last uh, eight point two months about my granddaughter because I'm on the countdown you know God's love is unconditional I love my little granddaughter she ain't even here I already love her I already love her and I know Denise does because she moved all my stuff out of the spare room and got Addie stuff in there already I mean I'm just moving down I'm moving down to the food chain man but I don't care I don't care man I went to the dollar store the other day I saw some little kids in there it was so cool they had all these little popcorn things and they had all this little candy and everything else. And the mom was there. I said, hey, man, looks like y'all doing some good shopping. They go, we're going to have a movie night at the house. I go, that's cool. I said, what movie? She said, I don't know yet, but it's going to be good. I said, it's going to be good. And she says, you know what? I said, what's that? She said, we got jello. I said, what type of jello do you got? Is it green? She said, it's red. Red jello, Jolly Rancher jello. And I said, man, I can't wait till my grandbaby gets here. We're going to have some Jolly Rancher Red and stuff. We're going to have this cotton candy, whatever. And I'm going to say, uh, Thomas, y'all need to come get it, baby? <laughs> Woo! Yes, you go. But Pawpaw said, but Pawpaw said. <laughs> I said, no, that was Don. That was the other Pawpaw. I didn't say that. <laughs> Pawpaw, but I didn't say that there. My whole point is that we love them before they even get here. We love them. We love our kids. Hey, our kids blow it sometimes, right? I, was, I thought I was by myself there for a second, right? I know my dad's kid blew it a lot. <laughs> That's all right, man. But you know what? Even if our physical family is disjointed, which most of us are at some point, look to your heavenly Father because that right there is unconditional love. Amen? Let me tell you, he says you're worth it. So look at this. Faith brings joy. When you receive what we talked about today and we grab hold of that today, let me tell you, I pray that it transforms your life. I pray that you can laugh a little bit. I, can, I pray that you can breathe a little bit. I pray that, you know, when you take time in those relationships today, call somebody, pray with somebody, let them know, I love you. Let them know that God loves you. You know, take those, those little bit of time. You know what? Brian, you missed it when I used our little, uh, our little uh, what is that thing? Come on, somebody help me. Y'all were there, weren't you? It was a little hourglass, hourglass. And I think about that all the time, man. The sand is running out. Oh, he's, oh gosh, doom and gloom. No. Guess what? I'm getting closer to see Jesus face to face. How about you? Because I know where I'm going. How about y'all? Yes. Do you know where you're going? Because when you know where you're going, hey, man, I don't want to leave early. Like my buddy said, I don't want to go out of turn. Right? <laughs> but when I go, I'm going to say, hey, check it out. I'm ready to go, man. I mean, people can replace you in a minute, man. But you know what? Can they replace the love that you poured into somebody else. See, I'm thinking about that all the time. I think about the people in my family that God's put in my family and how they would pray. I think about, I've never seen anybody in my life pray as much as my granddad. But I was his grandson, so that might have helped some of it. 
I don't know. He probably said, oh, Lord, you know. And I can't help but think so many times when he's on that porch, maybe today something's going on in my life today because of the prayers of them. See, we always think this generation, the generation we're in, we're the best. I don't know about these younger folks, everything else. Let me tell you what. They should be propped up on the shoulders of us so they can go farther and go better. I want the best for the next generation. I, want the next, I bet you every generation thought the generation behind them was crazy, didn't they? Right? I'm thinking so, right? I mean, I ain't eating no Tide Pods, but I think we got a chance. I think I'm, I'm going to pray, pray you through it, right? But what I'm telling you is this. <laughs> I'm going to catch it on out right there, I guarantee you. <laughs> Woo, it's going to be a long one. But let me tell you, I do this. I want to mentor the next generation. I want to encourage the next generation to grab hold of this. Because we're sitting here today because somebody years ago thought you were worth it and the word was worth it. And they proclaimed that good news and proclaimed that good news, proclaimed that good news. Don't turn the volume down on what God's doing in your life. Do not turn the volume down on what's going on in your life. I tell Jesse all the time, I'm going to say what? You know, he does businesses and this and this. And I'm saying, son, I'm going to tell you this in business. I don't know a lot about all the different businesses. I know it's about relationships here. And I'm going to tell you what. Whatever business you got, whatever thing you do, you use it for a platform to glorify God. And I'm going to tell you what. He will fill you up and bless you over. We don't do it to get. We do it because we got. And if we put God in the center of whatever we're doing, I'm going to tell you what. We glorify God. God will raise people up to come alongside to help you. They will raise people up and come along and say, what's going on in this person's life? What's happening here? I'm going to tell you what. God is a good God, and we know that he has no limits. Amen? Everybody else got limits. God has no limits. So I'm going to get ready to wrap it up a little bit here today. I want to go back to our first verse and read it again where we're at. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. Let us pray. Amen. Father God, I thank you so much today that we can come boldly to the throne of grace because of what you've done. And Lord, as we look into your word today, we can see that because of Christ, because of his great love for us, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, when we call on the name of Jesus, he sets us in the family. There's no more blame. There's no more shame. There's no more guilt. There is blessing. Yes, we will miss the mark, but God never has. So if you're here today, if you're listening online, maybe later or whatever it is, God's word has no expiration date on it. Let me tell you, it's not like milk, okay? It's good, and it's the truth, and it brings life. And through our faith in him, we can bring forth the joy. And I tell you, as Christians, friend, as those that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, help us to be that joy, that light in the world. Help us to turn around and encourage people. You can do it because Christ said you can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you're going through a tough time now and there's a storm in your life, we want to stand with you right now and say, you know what? You are not alone. I want to point you to the praises and the promises of God. I want you to know that God is in the healing business. God is in the delivering business. God is in the saving soul business. How does he do that? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting eternal life. So if you're here today, and you came in feeling a little heavy, and you came in not knowing about your eternal state, you can know today. He says, if you confess with the Lord, the Lord with your mouth, and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So friends, let me ask you right now. Are you 99% sure? Are you 80% sure? Or are you 100% sure? because you need to know. The Bible says you can know, not I hope so like the world, but I know so like the Bible. So friends, I'll tell you, if you got any questions about what was said today, if you got any questions about uh, any of the things that we talk about in the scripture stuff, hey, get with me. But I'm gonna tell you, don't leave here the same way you came in. So I want you to, to take a minute today. I ask this question. I ask this question when I'm in drive-throughs. I ask this question to people when I'm, they're cutting the grass. I ask this question anywhere all the time. The number one question, if you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? And then I follow it up when they say, oh yeah. I say, why? So many people think it's because they're a nice guy or a nice girl or they try to do right. Let me help you with this. You just saw 45 minutes of this. It's because of Christ 
and us believing in him. The gospel message, the good news is this, that Jesus came to pay our sin debt in full. He died on a cross and three days later he rose. He poured his blood out to purchase us out of our sin debt. There was only one way and he did that and we received that by faith. So friends today, I ask you, are you sure that you're secure in Christ? And you can know by asking God, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, help me to turn from my sin and turn to you. I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you paid my sin debt in full. And today, Lord, I want to live for you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you today, you celebrate with somebody. If that's you today online, I don't care if it's six months from now, two weeks from now, whatever. Let us know because we want to pray with you and encourage you. But I want to do something a little different before we go here. I want to ask you guys to stand. And I want to share a few things. If you can stand, I want you to stand for just a minute. And I want to declare a few things of God's word over you guys today. Amen. If you're a believer in Christ, you are accepted. Look at this. This is what we have. We're a child of God. We're friends with Christ. We've been justified. We've been filled with the spirit. We've been bought with a price. We're a member of Christ's body. We're a saint. We've been adopted as a child of God. We belong to the Lord. We've been redeemed and forgiven of all our sin. We're complete in Christ. I am free from condemnation. I've been separated for good works for the Lord to use. I can find grace and mercy in the time of need. I'm born of God and the evil cannot touch me. I am the light of the world. Look at this. I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Somebody say amen. 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 Friends, I pray that you enjoyed the message today. Share this. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.